0: all right hello there and welcome to the 40 guard labs threat intelligence podcasts where we talk about current threats in the cyber world my name is jonas and today i have once again the pleasure to have amar lakhani on my side how are you doing today amar
1: i am always doing wonderful jonas it is great to be here how's singapore for you hey man i'm, I'm doing great here
0: and Just this weekend, it was Singapore's 55th national holiday. And dude, they had rolling tanks on the road showing off some of their capabilities. But what's more interesting is that they recently announced to uh, move forward with plans when it comes to cyber military defenses. So it was super interesting to see how... The mandatory military service, which they implement in their cyber defense program here, enables so many additional people to work in cyber. Besides that, as you probably know, Singapore takes the whole COVID situation very serious. And like many of us, I stay at home, work from home, and I don't really see that going away. But on the on the other side, man, fishing, I. I don't think I've ever experienced a time in my life where I get more more emails, more phishing emails than than these days. How is your current experience with work from home and phishing?
1: Well, you know, working from home, just like everyone else here, I think we're all experiencing the new norm, trying to figure out what works best for us, uh, you know, how to protect our systems. And I'm always thinking about that as well. And you are right, phishing has been like, one of the number one vectors of attack, especially this year. Um, As you know, Jonas, we just released our threat report, our semi-annual threat report. And of course, phishing is a big part of that. And of course, COVID probably had a big play because attackers are taking advantage of every opportunity that they can get their hands on. And COVID gave them an opportunity to send out phishing attacks, which me and you have talked about, Plenty of times on this podcast in the past on how attackers are pretending to be, you know, places from medical facilities or, st- or government, ha- governments handing out stimulus checks or whatever it may be. They're motivating people to click on links.
0: Indeed, the. Fred Report, I, I just read it last, last evening and it was interesting since uh, once I read it, it was already dark outside, it was storming and th- the vibe was quite special, reading about all those frets which we found the last half year and also outside having a, a storm coming up. So I-, I thought a bit about it while I'm reading it and th- the biggest challenges which I saw are obviously the ones we just mentioned, the fishing ones, but also the CMS attacks, which we have seen against all those web applications. So there were a lot of attacks against PHP services, against Joomla, Drupal, um, all those kind of web applications where people rely on a daily base. What's your take on that?
1: You know, you made a good point here. So a couple of things, uh, let me just mention. People always ask me, hey, do threats really change? And they have changed. And I think this year is more more obvious than it has been in past reports that we've done because, because of COVID, because of, uh, you know, the way people are working and working differently. I think we see an obvious change in threats. I also think, as you said, CMS platforms, content management systems. Uh, you know where people enter a whole variety of things, whether it's sales or retail space or tracking inventory. Content management systems are used for a lot of things, and obviously, people are, uh, you know, companies are working differently on how they used to work in retail and uh, human resources and public relations. So, content management systems are getting very popular, which means they are becoming a big target. So, if anyone is using any content management system. I would definitely make sure you're paying attention to the updates, paying attention to how you're securing those systems, making sure you're running things like web application firewalls. A lot of times those systems are run on cloud-based services. So you want to run like web application firewalls or segmentation or making sure you're using the best practices of your uh, of your online cloud service, if that's where it's running.
0: Yeah, good, very good points. Uh, I do have some questions, though, Omar. Since we all work at home and we are obviously blessed with having all those IT equipment at home and we are capable of protecting ourselves in a certain way that we set up two-factor authentication, I set up segmentations a very long time ago, so I split my networks accordingly at home, use obviously endpoint protection software on my laptop, but what else could you think about implementing at, at home, and especially if you don't have access to super sophisticated um, defense technologies?
1: So Jonas, I will tell you, my family members scream at me because they always ask me, why do they have to authenticate three times and do a VPN when they just want to get to their Gmail account? Uh, so so I may be a little special case, I would say, but I do sometimes uh, scream a little bit when people tell me their enterprise organization, they protected it by putting in VPNs. And then I ask them, well, what else have you done? And they're like, we have to do something else. There's, there's other things we have to do. And, and absolutely. You have to do that. Attackers before, when they attacked corporate networks and they attacked the first computer, the injection point, then they have to usually work a little bit to spread out throughout the network. Uh, You know, they try to get to domain controllers, they try to get passwords, crack passwords. Now, for the most part, they know the internal network is very easy to get to. There's IoT devices consumer IoT devices that may or may not be updated. There's gaming devices, there's personal PCs that other people in the family may be using that are easy to get to. And what that means for an attacker is they make great bots, they make a great crypto mining, uh, you know, host. they make great targets for ransomware or anything else that they can think of the, the attackers. I think
0: it's super interesting to point out that most of the attacks which we have seen and the targeted CVE, so the common vulnerabilities, are not really super new. So a lot of them have been discovered in 2017, 2018, and exactly for those use cases, those signatures are crucial to block these certain threats. One of them, which I would like to point out as well, is something you touched on a bit when you talked about IoT. So it was the Shenzhen TV exploit where they target IoT devices to get and gather more devices for their botnets and their IoT devices, so they can attack certain services from all those devices from people's home. So it's, it's clearly... We, we can clearly see that a lot of people, a lot of attackers, came back from being a little bit more silent recently due to the shifting to the shifting environment. So a lot of people working from home, experiencing changes on a daily basis. So they didn't have a lot of pl- time to prepare. They have to go back. Um, back home, work from there. Maybe they used to work from, a not a laptop, but from an office computer, and there was just no time to bring all those devices back home. So having those security layers in place is something which I can highly recommend as well.
1: Yeah, so Jonas, you mentioned a couple of, a couple of interesting things. Uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me in the report was how many vulnerabilities are being used that are not new as you already mentioned, that most of the vulnerabilities that we saw at FortiGuard Labs were released in 2018. Of course, there was even vulnerabilities out there, I think, 2017, 2016. Now, now think about it this way. This is scary, and I don't think most people realize how scary this is, is because most people know vulnerabilities come out. Most people know you have to patch these vulnerabilities to be safe. And just think about how difficult it is for organizations to patch when we're still dealing with vulnerabilities that are two years old. It's almost like having a bad guy in your house every day while you're sleeping, while you're eating breakfast, while you're you know brushing your teeth. So it's like having that bad guy in your house for two years and you not doing anything about that. That's the equivalent of having a vulnerability in your network for two years and not doing anything about that and it's kind of scary it's uh if you if you really think about what's going on not only having
0: a bad bad guy in your network most of the time you're not even aware about it which makes it even scarier and i think what's also quite interesting to see is that people moving back home so the first thing that happens is the amount of attacks towards home routers are immediately increasing by a ton since if you own the first device at the perimeter at home, you can basically intercept all the traffic and manipulate all the data in a way and use it to for your advantage.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So a lot of attackers, if they can attack that first device, one of the most common things they do is they will redirect the DNS server. Uh, they'll redirect DHCP, usually DNS, and that way they can make any website go to any server that they want they can put up a fake phishing site for any website that you may be going to and they'll steal your credentials they'll possibly put malware inject malware into your browser and take over your machine there's a lot of things that they can do obviously if they take over the perimeter device especially on a home router Now, I'm not saying home routers are not capable of defending networks. It's just that a lot of people sometimes don't go through the same steps that a corporation or organization will on their perimeter. They're just using the default steps. And sometimes more than just the default steps are needed.
0: Definitely. And even the default steps very often include a wizard where you just click through it and if... You are not paying attention about certain settings, it ends up using default credentials. Just this week, I did some Shodan research. So Shodan is a big search engine for IoT devices, and I was able to spot a lot of devices which were still using default credentials. And in my opinion, this is the single one and biggest threat out there, but it's so easy to prevent. But if we use single if you if we use default credentials, what you can do is you can go to the website of a certain vendor and you can look up username and password, and it's available for everyone. So changing this one is is the most important step, in my opinion. And thinking back, I think I was like 14, 15. I I had a router at home as well, and it was sometimes a bit slow. It had only certain capabilities. And, you know, I read on the Internet that if I install certain kind of software, um, I will be able to do more things. But security was never in mind. And I think that's a really big challenge which we face, that people want to do things quickly, but security is not on top of mind, which makes things insecure and way more critical in the end.
1: Hey, I'm just wondering how many of those default devices you see on Shodan are uh, honeypots that are just like trying to lure people to come in and uh, infect them or hurt them or maybe just gather intelligence from them. That's uh, another interesting story.
0: And maybe it's time for another podcast to talk more about counterintelligence, how we can use this kind of information to prepar- prepare us Better against all the sophisticated attacks out there and gather these kind of information. What do you think? I think that sounds like a great future podcast topic.
1: Perfect. Do you have anything else which you would like to add for today? You know once again I am just trying to stay cool in Texas weather Uh, but other than that I am always good living the dream as uh, as we say.
0: I'm very happy to hear that. And thanks again for our audience listening in today. And I highly recommend having a look at our first half of year threat report and take a look at it. Think about what you can do for your organization to protect yourself better so together we can make a difference. Thanks a lot for tuning in and we are out.